Hey friends, are you craving connection on a deeper level with high caliber women? Well, I've got the perfect evening for you. If you live in the Twin Cities area of Minneapolis, St. Paul, or want to visit, I invite you to join me for an intimate evening of rich conversation, fabulous food, and new connections. Just send me an email at hello at barbarachurchill.com with the subject line, invite me to dinner, and I'll make sure to put you on the list to get all the information. This is happening early 2024, and you'll definitely want to be there. You are listening to episode 25 of the Create What You Crave podcast, the one that tells you the truth about imposter syndrome. Welcome to the Create What You Crave podcast, a place for creating the self-confidence you need to be your best self as a leader at work and in life. If you want to bring more authenticity, more boldness, more clarity, and more fun to your world, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Barbara Churchill. Here we go. Hello, hello, hello. How are you today, my friends? I am doing so well. Thank you very much. It is another beautiful day here in Minnesota, and I just revel in that, I have to say. The mornings have been quite cool, which I love because I get up early and take a walk while I listen to podcasts and kind of get my mind ready for the rest of the day. There is something so luxurious about having a morning that isn't rushed. Just having the spaciousness of time to do my exercises, write my journal, sip my hot lemon water, and do my EFT tapping. I love my morning ritual. And I do it most mornings. Now, I avoid using the term perfectly because that's way too triggery for my recovering perfectionist brain. Okay, so here's your little tip right off the bat. So how are you really? Okay, I'm truly, I want to know what is happening in your world. I am so grateful that you are here listening and learning and on this journey with me. I would love to hear what's happening with you. What are you struggling with? I would love to know what is keeping you stuck. What are you agonizing over? What derailer do you battle with every day? Shoot me an email at info at barbarachurchill.com, will you? It's completely confidential, and I would like to know what's happening so I can address it here in the podcast and help a lot of people learn from what's going on with you. You're not alone, my friend. So many people have self-doubt. It's a human condition. And that's really all imposter syndrome is. And that's what we're going to talk about today. The truth about imposter syndrome. And you know what? The truth is, it's just a big-ass dose of self-doubt. It's like a PhD level of self-doubt. And it manifests itself in different ways. There are hundreds and hundreds of books written about imposter syndrome and the effects of it on men and women. The effects in the workplace and on your personal life. So let's start at the beginning. Imposter syndrome sounds like it's something you've been diagnosed with. It sounds like a disease, doesn't it? It's not. It's just the way your brain works. Now, does that mean every single human being has a brain that works the same way and that creates the thoughts that form imposter syndrome? Absolutely not. And I'm going to refer to it as imposter phenomenon because that's the original name that was given to it in the original research, okay? So these thoughts that we have, like people are going to find out I'm not as good as they think, or I'm not good enough, or I don't know enough, or I don't know how, or I need to work harder. All of these types of thoughts are just that. They're thoughts. 
And because our society has programmed us as women to take care of everyone else, to make sure everyone else's needs are met before our own, and to not be at the forefront and be seen, we just believe all of these things to be true. It's our conditioning from day one. Think about this, okay? Women are conditioned from day one to believe that the same attributes that are praised in a man are demonized in women. Shirley Chisholm was a congresswoman back in the day and a pioneer in her field. And she said, the emotional, sexual, and psychological stereotyping of females begins when the doctor says it's a girl. And damn, that pisses me off. And it's so true. The moment we take our first breath, we are put in a box. And as we grow up, It doesn't take much time for society or our parents and all their friends and our relatives to reinforce those stereotypes. If a man is commanding, then a woman is bossy. If he's assertive, then you're a bitch. He's persistent, you're pushy. He's blowing off steam, you're hysterical. He's weighing all his options. You can't make up your mind. I'm not saying men aren't stereotyped and pigeonholed by these stereotypes as well, because you know what they are. However, In the workforce, they've been the ones to benefit. Women see men's success as a result of their behavior, regardless of whether it's appropriate or not. And they try to emulate that to achieve the same level of success. And I'm here to tell you, that's not the way to go. We don't need women behaving like men, being all in their masculine energy all the time. We need women being authentic and leading like women. Now, I've done a lot of reading around this topic, (laughs) and I came across a quote by author Lois Wise, and she said, men are taught to apologize for their weaknesses, women for their strengths. Oh, how effed up is that? So stereotypes matter, and the reason they do is because they are so easily internalized as truth, and this is what creates problems. People believe it to be true. So when you're having issues around the four derailers, you know, the prover, the perfectionist, the people pleaser, the procrastinator, I want you to look at what is the truth in that? Can you find any truth in any of it? And my sense is if you look hard and are honest about it and aren't coming from the mindset of one of those four derailers, you will see there is no truth to it at all. Imposter phenomenon is just a set of thoughts and feelings. That's all it is. And the best defense against that negative and oftentimes debilitating habitual thinking that zaps your confidence at every turn is self-awareness. It's so interesting when my clients come to me and they want help with their confidence. They either have gotten a promotion and it's a new job and they have much more responsibility or they are stuck and they're not getting promotions. If they own their own business and they've been doing all the things, wearing all the hats, they need to figure out how to be a CEO and let the employees do most of the heavy lifting. And they all want a quick fix right away. They want me to tell them the five easy steps to feeling confidence. Just tell me what to do, they tell me, right? And that's the issue. They've been doing most of their life. So I tell them, and I will tell you the same thing. Sometimes we have to slow way down to figure out where we are, and then we can speed up. Self-awareness requires you to slow down. It requires you to notice the thought process you have. We are a society of automatic thinkers. We're on autopilot in our thinking, in our behaving, in our feeling. We don't stop to question anything that we think. And I don't mean that in a like, 
oh my God, do I have this right kind of questioning. I mean, we don't get curious about what's happening in our brains. We aren't fascinated by the thoughts we think. We just let them run rampant like a toddler running around with scissors and you know, no good can come from that. So instead of just taking it as fact, I help my clients notice and question and look at, you know, we examine and ask, is that a useful thought? Is that going to help get me where I want to go? Does it create the feeling I'm looking for? Now, I have a client right now that I'm working with who has a difficult time pinpointing her feelings because she is a ruminator. She's a thinker. She analyzes everything. She's up in her head. And through our work together, she's discovered that she avoids any feelings that don't feel pleasant, any feelings that are uncomfortable. And isn't that fascinating? Most human beings do try to avoid uncomfortable feelings. I mean, I've done it. You've done it. We've all done it, right? We don't want to feel the discomfort. So we just put it in a box. We set it aside. We just resist it and we hope it'll go away. And what often happens is it comes back to bite your ass a lot stronger later. So the self-awareness is necessary to make changes so that you feel the confidence that you crave so much, which will get you to that next level. So that you feel the positive feelings and the discomfort and not judge either to be good or bad. If you have the procrastinator as one of your derailers and you're noticing that you're avoiding doing something and your brain starts to tell you, hey, you work better under pressure, question that. You will find that procrastination is one of the behaviors that is self-sabotaging your success. If you have prover as one of your derailers and you're noticing that you're working 60, 70 plus hours a week and your brain's telling you, you have to do that to get ahead and be noticed, question that. If you have the perfectionist as one of your derailers and you notice that your brain tells you, well, that was a dumb thing to say, or hey, if you make a mistake, you beat yourself up for it, or you keep revising a project until it's just right, question that. And if you have people pleaser as one of your derailers and you hear yourself agreeing when you don't, making sure everyone else is happy and ignore your needs, by all means, question that. As humans, we never do anything that doesn't benefit us. And I know this sounds strange when I'm talking about derailers and imposter phenomenon and self-doubt, but hear me out on this, okay? All of these behaviors are set up to protect you. You get something out of this. Remember, it's coming from that primitive brain that we all have, right? That message that, hey, stay in the cave, don't go out there, it's dangerous. Now, I know you want to ask me for the five easy steps to blah, blah, blah. (laughs) No worries, I've got you covered in a different way, okay? Here are some questions I want you to ask yourself when you start to have that self-awareness of what's happening in your brain, when you begin to notice the thoughts that you know are not useful, all right? Ask yourself, what does my behavior help me avoid? This is such a great question, right? Because there's a benefit somewhere. What am I trying to avoid? Is it the discomfort of being seen when you're asked to present to a group? Is it your self-doubt about your ability to complete a project that keeps you from beginning it so that you wait until the last minute and then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy? Ask yourself, what does my behavior help protect me from? Now, protecting you from something and avoiding something sounds the same, but it's not. If you are not very visible at work, that protects you from the possibility of negative feedback, right? If you aren't very vocal in meetings and you don't offer suggestions, it protects you from being seen as a leader and keeps you from being promoted. It protects you from that added responsibility. Ask, what does my behavior help me get? 
Ooh, this is a good one. And I know this is hard to think about because we don't normally think about self-sabotaging behavior as a benefit, but sit with this for a while. Because again, we humans don't do anything that doesn't benefit us in some way. So what are you getting out of this behavior? Are you someone who complains a lot to your friends about how bad your work environment is? Then you probably get a lot of attention and sympathy from your friends. When you don't speak up for opportunities and keep yourself below the radar, you're creating a sense of safety and security. So I offer you this, slow down and take time to answer these questions for yourself. Give yourself the time and space to sit with these questions. See what comes up for you. Get curious about your brain. No filter, no judgment, no weaponizing your thoughts against yourself. Use it to know yourself on a deeper level. These questions will help you understand those imposter phenomenon thoughts. They will help you understand your derailers and why you have them. Remember, they are there to protect you in some way, shape, or form. You don't have to do this alone, by the way. I am absolutely devoted to helping my clients do this work as a team. Sometimes it's hard to see yourself clearly, and that's where I come in. I am a neutral party, and I see you for who you are. We only have this one life, my friends. Don't let the days and weeks turn into months and years by thinking, oh, you know what? That sounds really good, but now's not the right time. I really don't have time. Because didn't you say that five years ago and five years before that? Think about what you haven't done yet and what you've put on the back burner because you didn't think you had time. Now is the best time to dive into knowing yourself on a deeper level so that you can create the career and life you crave. When you do, it's not just a dream anymore. It becomes your reality. Okay, my friends, until next time, I believe in you. Hey, if you love this episode and want to dive deeper into what's possible for you, I invite you to schedule a call with me where we can discuss what it takes to get out from under the weight of self-doubt and step into the real you unapologetically. It's simple. Just visit barbarachurchill.com to book your complimentary call now. Remember, subscribe and review this podcast because I really want to hear from you. I'll see you soon. Thank you.